Welcome to episode number 84 of Take Him With You for September 5th, 2010. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Stick around. Today we talk about busting burners, our visit with Jedi Jeff, and more. Yes, today we're going to chat briefly about our visit with our friends from Canada, the new Netflix application on the iPod Touch, and the big subject for today, how can we worry less in life? The topic today is called Waging War on Worry. Does worrying add anything to our life or does it just mess us up? Stick around, we got lots to talk about. I didn't do anything. What did you do? Huh? Nothing. You're the bad one between the two of us. Well, that is true. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com And there's a brand new episode of Anomaly Out where uh, Jen talks a little bit about her little baby. I saw him smile. He's so cute. A smile via Facebook, via a... Like YouTube video kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, but I got to see him smile. I know, he's very cute. But uh, they just have a brand new one out. She talks a little bit about having the baby and then uh, plays this really awesome um, story that she wrote. And um, Stefan Sonic at themartiansarehere.com um, produced it. And I got to narrate and do the soundtrack for it called A Little Bit of Trouble. Mm-hmm. And so you can head on over to anomalypodcast.com. And you can uh, pick that up from their feed from iTunes or right on the page there and uh, check out all the cool little reports from Jen and then, uh, and then of course, the, the great audio drama that she uh, wrote. It's very, very cool. So we highly recommend them. They're very fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're more fun probably for you than they are for me because they're girly geeks. I guess I'm a girly geek. Yeah. Do you know what I'm doing this weekend? <clears throat> no, I don't. I'm having a last bash before school starts. Really? And a couple of my girlfriends are going to come over, and they haven't seen the new Star Trek movie. Oh, no. Okay, this was the other night. Uh, we had some friends over, and we were having a, a fire, and we were enjoying the roasting marshmallows and stuff, and uh, and then one of them confessed that she... And she's really a Star Trek geek. Yeah, she's been into sci-fi books and things she, long before she I She admitted to us that she had not seen the new Star Trek movie. Yeah, we couldn't believe it. And, of course, we only own two Blu-ray movies. movies. And one of them happens to be the newest Star Trek movie. Well, that's the first one I bought. I didn't even question. I just got it when I got the Blu-ray player because, you know. Yeah. So, anyway. So, we've watched it several times. It's a great, great movie. So, right before we we start school, right after Labor Day. So, right before that, we're going to have a girl night. She and another high school friend of mine. We'll be coming over and watching Star Trek. Can you believe believe we're watching Star Trek? Well, the great part about that is that even though you're having a girls' night, I'm going to sneak in and watch it with you. Uh, Well, as long as you bring the popcorn. That's right. Yeah, you're going to be the popcorn popper. Very important to bring the popcorn. 
Well, anyway, that's going to be great. The new Star Trek movie on uh, Blu-ray. I did watch a movie the other night um, on Blu-ray that I had never seen. Came out in the theaters, and uh, it was the remake of Clash of the Titans. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was an interesting movie. I thought the um, special effects were pretty good. I mean, yeah. some of them are kind of grody, but yeah. It was cool to see Qui-Gon Jinn play uh, Zeus. He did a great job. <laughs> that's not his real name. But yeah. That's the guy from Star Ian Wars. something. Yeah. Ian. He's famous. I feel bad I don't remember his name. but I don't think it's Ian, is it? I think it's Ian something. Or is that you could the, look it up real quick. Name? Oh, gosh. I know who this is. I'm, um, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. He's the I like it when Jedi. he goes... Release the Kraken. Does, <sighs> I thought Hades said that. No. No. Zeus said it to Hades. Remember Did, Hades, Hades, he has all the gods leave the room. Uh-huh. And then he turns to, to Hades and Hades is looking at him like, can I do it? Can I do it? And Zeus says, release the Kraken. Oh. Yeah. I, I kind of liked him in Les Miserables or whatever more. I can't even say that name. But he played in that one, too. Oh, I don't even want to go there. Why? Because you pronounced it so horribly. I, I don't pronounce French words very well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a French accent. Let's just not, let's pre- okay, I'm not going to edit that, but let's just pretend you didn't say it that way. <laughs> okay, how do you say it? Well, then? that's the problem. I don't know how to either, but I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't have said it that way. That was... Oh. I know what it sounds like. I want to say less miseries, but I don't think that's right either. <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, go You better on. look up who that actor is now because... Because uh, we just talked about two movies he was in. Just so. look up Clash of the Titans on IMDb and it'll tell you. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, you'd probably be faster, but okay. Well, okay. Well, let's... You know what? We already okay. started what's, ta- what's happening at our house, so we better play the music and get right into it. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, so um, during the break, a little music interlude there, we looked up, and yes, it was Liam Neeson. Okay. He played Qui-Gon Jinn in in, uh, in Star Wars, and he's been in a lot of movies, but uh, he I played Zeus. Which I won't try to pronounce anymore. And then as we're looking it up, she goes, now, what are we looking for? Crash of the Titans? <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, that's the slightly less popular <laughs> film where they all learned how to drive vehicles, but then kept running into each other. That was called Crash of the Titans. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so funny. Okay, so the movie, Clash of the Titans, 2010 version, I watched it on Blu-ray. Um, I have to say, I did watch the whole thing, and a lot of times I don't watch a whole movie because I get it disinterested or I don't like it. But in this particular situation, um, there was such great special effects, and, you know, the story, the old one is so cool because it's cheesy, you know, the old one is like stop animation and it's got all the yeah. cool monsters and stuff. And, and, and we saw that as kids. Yeah, and that's kind know. of what we cut our teeth on when it came to like mythology and that kind of thing. That was the movie to watch. Yeah. Well, now this one, they it was a little bit different than the other movie, obviously. But the guy that played, oh, let me see, who played um, I have Sam Worthington? Sam Worthington was the lead. He yeah. was, um, yeah. do you say, call it? Perseus, is yeah, that Perseus. How you say his name? And he, I thought he did a great job. He was good, mm-hmm. and uh, I really liked the the lady god that hung out with him, um, uh, Andromeda. I think was her name. It was um, oh, Alexa. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say her last name. 
Devalos, Devalos. Anyway, I thought she was cool too. But anyway, they did a great job on the um, on the special effects. I think my favorite part though was um, when they released the Kraken and he came out of the water and and uh, when uh, spoiler alert, of course, this is obviously mythology and people know these stories. But um, it was pretty darn cool when Perseus held up Medusa's head and the Kraken turned to stone. That was I thought he'd turn a little quicker, but you know, for dramatic effect, it took him a while. He was now, big. My favorite part. Can you guess my favorite part? Because mm. you weren't paying attention and I made you rewind and watch it. Did you really? Or was that Andrew? I think maybe Andrew <laughs> watched. It was Andrew. He he went to bed because he goes to bed early. Um, and so the next day he watched it after we had finished watching it the night before. And I said, oh, rewind this. you got to watch this. Okay. So what was the part that you liked? My favorite part is after the part that you mentioned when... Um, Perseus holds up the um, sword from the gods, mm-hmm. and the lightning comes from heaven, and he it hits the sword, and then he points it at Hades, and Hades gets um, sucked into sucked into, into the lake of fire, and it closes up. Okay. So I know it's it's a little bit different, uh, quite a bit different than <laughs> our faith, you know, or than like a like christianity except for the fact that um i like the part whether you call him hades or the devil mm-hmm. i liked him being cast into the lake of fire and i like that part yeah my wife closet wrestler she liked to <laughs> closet you know, wrestler you're a closet wrestler it's true you like big like, time wrestling i just like the devil getting his due yeah you know, that's what i was trying to say you're such a baddie <laughs> I'm a baddie. I was going to say you're a... I can't say it out loud, but... Uh, you what? Know, when it comes to the devil, man, kick his yeah, butt. Yeah, I just... I like the devil getting his due, you know? He causes havoc. Let's let's put him away. Throw away the key. I thought that guy did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. Well, anyway, Clash of the Titans, 2010 on Blu-ray. Got a thumbs up for me. I thought it was pretty good. Pretty clean movie. There wasn't a whole lot of bad stuff in it, so... I mean, other than completely different, you know, philosophy on life, but that's beside the point. You you know, if you wanted to get allegorical on it, you could get al- quite allegorical. Uh, yeah, but I don't, you know, Al Gore, he's already been in office <laughs> no. and everything, so I don't well, really want to, okay. I don't get political on taking with you. Okay, now this is, this is not our religion at all. We don't, we're not Greek mythology worshippers. Oh, here we go. But. This is my wife's allegory of Clash okay. of the Titans. But you had Zeus. Who had a child on earth, mm-hmm. who became Perseus, who became the savior. He was raised by parents on earth, but not his biological father. Mm-hmm. And then he he became the savior of mankind. And then at the end, the heavenly God came down and said he loved him. And, you know, there was differences because, you know, he didn't go to heaven like Jesus did. Right. But, 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 the, there, but the allegory is uh, the people needed to be saved, and the, and the young man stood up and gave his life. The son of God right. became the savior right. and defeated Satan. Very interesting. Hades. Very interesting, anyway, my dear. Anyway, there, there is a, now, a thread I, of, yes, um, of redemption, redemption and, yes. to the story. The Kraken being death and, and him destroying death. Of course, Jesus didn't do that with Medusa's head. No. He did it by dying for them, and that's that that part of allegory didn't work out because Perseus didn't really die for. No, he didn't die for them. The population, but but he was a savior of sorts. Yeah. Okay. So so. there's a good versus evil, and a savior rises up to save the day, and pretty much like every action movie. 
risk his life for the people. Like Luke Skywalker. Because no one had ever gone into Medusa's place and, and, no and one, lived. And no one had ever shot those missiles into the Death Star like Luke. Yeah. Luke get, was the savior, too. Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, there are so many allegories. And Darth Vader was the devil. But but the devil got redeemed in the end of, of which, Return which of the Which is a Jedi. little bit different. Oh, there's a lot of spiritual attributes to Star Wars. We, mm. If we started, we could go for Topic ages. do I sense. Mm. So are we going to talk about the spiritual aspects of Star Wars in mm. a future thing? Sure, we must do. <laughs> okay. Okay, good, Amy. That, All right. She's coming up with subjects right here. Okay, well, other things going on at our house. Um, had a really interesting experience the other night. I'm sure a lot of people have watched my video. Oh yes, I yes, I the taught everybody. Video. I taught everybody how to cut up a chicken and and um, something else. What else did you teach them how to do? Well, okay, so it was all going well, and uh, I was using you know the regular knife. Our knives are not sharp lately though, and I'm going to have to get a different sharpener. But anyway, I'm I'm showing people how to cut a chicken because I've noticed that when I do a how-to video, it gets looked at a lot on 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 uh, youtube so i was doing one and figured i'd you know go for it so andrew's taping me and everything and i'm showing how to cut the chicken and i get down to the last piece of chicken which was the back and uh and uh it was a little tougher than the other ones and so i grabbed the meat cleaver and not even thinking about where i was cutting the chicken up i I'm, hit it once i I'm hit it currently twice just shaking my head i hit it once hit it twice and i cut through it and then there's one piece of bone left and i decided be sent for dramatic flair on the video to hit it just a little harder and snap all the way through the back of the thing and the last hit if you watch the video on youtube um i shattered our our uh our glass cooks top on the stove our nice beautiful stove you know, I just had and an idea. And it sparked idea. and everything. I Did you see the spark? I just had an idea. No, I didn't. I'll have but to show you. I have an idea. Okay. If 300 people would watch you destroying no, our stove. No, 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 no. Don't even say it. And each of them <laughs> okay, so this pay is what a dollar I, to view it. We could actually replace this top too ba- of the Too stove. bad. Like 60-some people have watched my miserable oh. video. I came back at the end, though, and showed what actually happened. And uh, you, uh, Danny, uh, one of our um, friends saw at the very end of the video that the last hit on the meat cleaver and you see the the stove flash there's a flash because it shut off the power well at first you still had the cutting board on it and when we went when we went to clean up when we went to start the stove to um or to put the chicken in the oven we noticed that the stove was off yeah and so like the power had the power had gone gone off yeah and so we thought, what's going on here? So we thought, well, maybe something tripped the circuit breaker. And so my son went and turned the circuit breaker back on. Um, and what had tripped the circuit breaker is me Rick's meat cleaver shattering the, the yeah. top of the store. So, so anyway, uh, so I did look up real quick to see if I could find a used one. And they don't have a lot of used ones anywhere. Apparently. Yeah, I actually called the. It's the, too new of a stove. They go, <laughs> um, you're, you know, it's only a four-year-old stove. You're not gonna have people, you know, giving up their glass cooktops. Their glass cooktops. Well, anyway, I did go that. online. I found one for two hundred and ninety-five dollars plus shipping. Yeah. So we're gonna hold off because here's the good part. Yeah. I only broke two of the burners. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually three. Okay, three of the burners, but there's, there's two left. There was five burners, um, two You don't ever burners. use the fourth one? Well, the fifth, fifth one. Way. The fifth one is just like supposed to be like a, a warming, warming burner. burner to keep things warm if they get done before the rest. I hardly ever use that one. So 
So he basically only you basically only broke. And the and oven still burners. works, so you know. So we still have the oven, and so right now we have the most interesting hillbilly-looking stove. Oh, because it's I should show got, a picture of it. it. Has duct tape. It has my son duct tape a cookie sheet over the top of the glass because we don't want any water or liquid to get down into the yeah, stove and short totally, the rest of the stove. Yeah, out. it would break the rest of the stove if anything got down in there or yeah. any food got in there and caught on fire. Yeah. So we have yeah, we have a cookie sheet duct taped onto the yeah, top. Yeah, we do. Of our stove. Well, anyway, so I, I, Tacky. you, you did pretty well though. I thought that maybe you would come unglued, but we will talk about some of it today on the worrying uh, aspect of our podcast because I had a choice. It was very, it was very discouraging that I broke that because that was just, it was a stupid mistake, and I don't even know, didn't even occur to me that it would break, it would bust. Well, and and, and I was pretty discouraged, and then I thought, you know, this isn't worth stealing my joy. It's not worth crying over because i've have other things that are far worse to deal with so i just decided to be happy about it post the video and laugh at myself and just figure it'll all work itself out you did okay it took you a little longer to do that well than me. you gotta realize that i'm doing okay about it it's not the end of the world but it was my dream stove i waited 20 <sighs> years of marriage and i finally got a convection oven with a glass top it would I be really like wanted. if you broke my tv yeah, it would be kind of like if I decided to cut up chicken on your TV <laughs> and and break the screen. Well, I didn't. You know, people so, don't normally cut up but, chicken on but TVs. I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't really get mad at you or anything. I kind of just shook my head and I, I I even rubbed your back a little and you know tried to comfort you because I knew you felt bad for ruining my stove. It's not just your stove, dear. Our stove. I do it, a lot of the cooking. I kind of did pick it out. I do a lot of the cooking. You do, but I did pick it out. Well, yeah, because it was in the discount part. <laughs> yeah, but we could have got. We could I know, have there got was other, stoves. other stoves. Well, anyway, but this is the one I wanted. Your dream stove now is broken. My dream stove is broken, but you know, it'll come around. We'll now here's the deal: when I get eventually. the when I eventually get the cooktop, it says <laughs> it's pretty easy to put in. Okay, and and, and you you're will looking not. at me like saying you're not going to install it. Why? Well, I don't want to say this in front of 130 countries. That, <laughs> that, but but anyway, we've had some experiences, and and for the most part, I've really appreciated when you have fixed things for, especially when it works. Yeah. We just have had a few bad experiences, like trying to replace a part on the shower or the toilet of our only shower and our only toilet and you breaking it worse yeah so then we'll have emergency phone calls to friends of ours who are actually very gifted at that kind of thing and we have you know we're without a toilet or shower for a day while we fix it well then i guess you're gonna have to you're gonna have to start praying for the extra money for the guy to install it because uh, i would do it yeah but i might have to buy another 300 dollars stove that's the only thing i'm concerned about is breaking it while we're installing it. But you might be able to do it if, you know, if you study really hard and you have our son who's a handy kind of... Uh, you're very creative. Just a piece of glass, we're going to say. I know, but you're very creative and, and Andrew's I know, you're more... Trying to, you're trying to be nice to me, I know. Andrew's more mechanical yeah. than either you or I are. So yeah, yeah. Um, I would probably encourage Andrew to kind of fix it and you supervise Okay. Or hire somebody. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. yeah. Is, am I nice about that? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. You're you're being kind to me. Okay. 
your uh, dysfunctional uh, handyman here. Well, you know, you built a whole addition on our old house mm-hmm. with help, but that you was did it quite a few years ago. Yeah. You, okay. you can do things. Enough of talking you're, about you're how manly. I can't fix anything. No, you're manly. You can build things. It's just I build web pages. Yeah. You you I can are, take pictures. Are great at building pages. I can sing pages. songs. Yes. And you can replace guitar strings. Yep. Yeah. And I can break stoves. You can break a lot of guitar strings too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to something else. You you didn't mention that that was the second stove you broke. Yeah, the first one I broke was a Gen Air that we actually really liked, and it sucked all the smell down into the, you know out out Had of the a house. Down draft. Yeah, it was second hand though. It we was, and I I it. was making turkey soup. It was Thanksgiving time, I think, and I was making turkey soup. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I had in a crock pot. You had done it, and yeah. I thought I would heat up the crock pot and and continue on with the soup. And I didn't know that when you take the crock pot out of the crock pot holder, the burner part of it, mm-hmm. I thought a ceramic thing you could put on the burner of a stove. And so I put it on the stove, and I started heating it up. Everything was going great, and all of a sudden I heard this crack, and the entire liquid turkey base stock. Uh, not only fell into the burners, but down the middle of the gen air, and it sparked this big electrical thing, and there was like lightning, and I ruined our stove. The 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 last one we had. Yeah, this one replaced the one that you ruined last time. So, I know. Um, okay, so l- yeah. enough of the stove wrecker. Let's go on to something and else. Part of the reason why I wanted the glass. I'm really top, trying to go on something. Okay, else. part of the reason why I wanted the glass is top so that is I couldn't spill anything, spill into, anything it. into it like in the yeah. last time. <laughs> I love you, though. Isn't it good that I love you so much? Yeah. 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 I do stupid things, too. Not quite like that. Well, I I ruined a bunch of your work on a sequencer once. Yeah, that can always be replaced. This one cost $300 to replace. Yeah. The last one cost more, so. Yeah, the last one was considerably more because we bought a whole new stove, Mm -hmm. not just a part of a stove. That's when I had a real job. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a little bit different. Okay. I'm not a real job. I'm a real boy. Oh, well. Okay. God's so providing. we had a really good visit with our friends Jeff and Tao Tao. Uh-huh. They, uh, you heard them on the last podcast. We had a wonderful time. After the after we recorded, we, we had some great adventures and surprised them with some cool things and went on some drives to the rainforest in a limousine. That was fun. I did some work for a for a limo company and they gave me some hours in the limo so we used that when our friends were here so we had a good time mm-hmm. and we went to westport and saw the the beach and the it was a beautiful weather we did campfire and watched some stuff on tv together and just chatted went out to dinner and just had a great time it was really mm-hmm. a lot of fun i missed them already you missed them even before they left or, I, I know mean, well we didn't get lo- we didn't get enough time to really talk you know I want to talk more you know me i I like friends it's fun yeah you had a good time well it's just yeah, really cool that we were able time. to meet folks that we knew from the internet and uh, then actually get to meet them live and in person and that now is the um third set of folks that we've met from yeah from the from the treks and sci-fi forum mm-hmm. yeah and we we also got to celebrate the five years of that podcast being on the air by doing a special song that i played last week and and being on their live show on sunday it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. so i got cool. to listen to it while i was typing yes you did and and uh, you had a good time shopping with uh tau tau you guys were mm-hmm. at ross shopping yeah i needed to get some some stuff for a family baby shower so she helped me pick it out cool cool 
cool. And we looked at computers over at Staples. Yeah. Because we're geeks. So it was a lot of fun. So thank you, Jeff and Tao Tao. Thank you. It was a lot of fun to have you guys over. And uh, maybe next time we'll come visit you in Canada. Is that where our son gets it? Our oldest son calls Canada, Canada. Yep, Canada. That's where he Where my friend Billy Bob, Joe, lives. And Joe and Fran. And then uh, I've got another friend, John. And Jeff and Tao Tao. And gosh, we know other people from Canada as well. Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada. 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 Okay, one last thing before we get into our other stuff for the day. Um, really cool thing. For those of you that have an iPod Touch, I was uh, reading my Twitter feed the other day, and uh, one of my friends, Tim from Oregon, and Daniel from, I believe, Washington, the Eastern Washington, or Idaho, I think, maybe, somewhere around there. Dan, where are you from? Are you from, I think you're in Washington. Anyway, he told me that they now have a new application for the iPod Touch. And you know what it is? I heard you talk about it last night. It is a Netflix streaming application. So if you have Netflix, uh, the kind that you can stream, obviously if you have Netflix, you can stream it. But it will stream over your handheld device. Now that is cool. Yeah. Um. Now you and Nathan and Catherine have the iPod, iPod touches. iPod touches. Andrew and I have the classics. So. Right. Right. Um, oh, no, you have a video iPod. Video iPod. Right. That's the classic, not the classic. Well, a classic video iPod, not the yes. one that you have. Correct. So I can do it, but you can't. I know. That's nah, 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 nah. Well, I can't watch video at work. Though. Well, I'm excited now. I can stream old um, old episodes of the original Battlestar Galactica on my iPod. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. Anything in your instant I, queue, you, you can do it. Do so think- and it's a free. It's a free application. Do you, you download our, it and you can Do you use think it. our son knows that at college? That I, he could, do I could that? probably let him know. Yeah, if he listened to our podcast, he would know. I don't know. think he does. <laughs> I don't know. Well, sometimes he does. Ivy will listen to it with yeah. him. So, anyway, all you iPod fanatics out there that have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, you now can, if you have an, a Netflix account, if you have Wi Fi or if, you know whatever, you can go ahead and uh, enjoy Netflix on your iPod. Yeah, that's cool. That's way, way cool. I'm just saying it's way cool. Boy, it's raining out here. That was a car going by. Yeah. So that anyway, that's the cool raining. geeky things going on in our house. I don't know why he randomly said it was raining out here, but that's okay. Oh, I thought it was raining really hard, but then you no, said it was, it was a, car. a car going by. But it is raining. No, we've had the people out doing power lines again today. If you hear anything in the background, that's what's going on. Always something happening in our neighborhood, isn't there? Yeah, we have a new sidewalk, too. Yeah, beautiful new sidewalk. You should <laughs> come see it. Not at our house, but Come down see the road. it. Come to the Moyers house. Plan your family vacation for the Moyers house. I thought it was pretty interesting that in our community, the highlight of our summer would be we have a new sidewalk on School Road. So that's a block from our house. There's a nice new sidewalk to walk on. Mm-hmm, that's exciting. Yes, that's our big event mm-hmm. in Central Park. All right, we're boring them now. I know. <laughs> Okay, um, let, we'll be back in a moment with words of wisdom, continuing the story of Joseph, and then we'll get into the subject for today, waging war on 
worry. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle on Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Time once again for words of wisdom. We are in the book of Genesis, chapter 45 and 46 today. Uh, Continue on the story of Joseph, and we're in verse 30. Israel said to Joseph, I'm ready to die. I've looked into your face, and you are indeed alive. Joseph then spoke to his brothers and his family, father's family. I'll go and tell Pharaoh, My brothers and my father's family, all of whom lived in Canaan, have come to me. The men are shepherds. They've always made their living by raising livestock, and they've brought their flocks and herds with them, along with everything else they own. When Pharaoh calls you in and asks you what kind of work you do, tell him, Your servants have always kept livestock for as long as we can remember, we and our parents also. That way, he'll let you stay apart in the area of Goshen. For Egyptians looked down on anyone who was a shepherd. Joseph went to Pharaoh and told him, My father and brothers with their flocks and herds and everything they own have come from Canaan. Right now they are in Goshen. He had taken five of his brothers with him and introduced them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked them, What kind of work do you do? Your servants are shepherds the same as our fathers were. We have come to this country to find a new place to live. There is no pasture for our flocks in Canaan. The famine has been very bad there. Please, would you let your servant settle in the region of Goshen? Pharaoh looked at Joseph. So, your father and brothers have arrived. A reunion. Egypt welcomes them. Settle your father and brothers on the choicest land. Yes, give them Goshen. And, if you know any among them that are especially good at their work, put them in charge of my own livestock. Next, Joseph brought his father Jacob in and introduced him to Pharaoh. Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked Jacob, How old are you? Jacob answered Pharaoh, The years of my sojourning are 130, a short and hard life, and not nearly as long as my ancestors were given. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and left. Joseph settled his father and brothers in Egypt, made them proud owners of choice land. It it was the region of Ramses, that is Goshen, just as Pharaoh had ordered. Joseph took care of them, his father and brothers and all of his father's family, right down to the smallest baby. He made sure that they had plenty of everything. And there you go. That's our words of wisdom this week. Kind of an interesting story, isn't it? It goes from uh, Joseph being sold into slavery to uh, bringing his whole family into Egypt and them being provided for. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So the brothers that had hurt him, he ends up providing for them and their families. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll continue on with that story next week. Some interesting things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Still in the story. Yeah. So stick around. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. 
sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Well, it's time once again for Food for Thought. I'll take him with you. song I wrote you might want to sing it note for note don't worry be happy in every life we have some trouble but when you worry you make it double don't worry be happy don't worry be happy now I'm not very good at that. It's really loud in my headphones. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> Thanks. Whistling has hurt her ears again. Hey, oh. don't worry. Be happy. I like your whistling. Just not straight into a microphone, straight to my <laughs> earphones. Yeah. My dad used to whistle hymns. Uh, I yeah. like that. Whistling. Okay, so yeah. our subject today is waging war on worry. Mm-hmm. Boy, can any, can anyone relate at all with uh, what it's like to worry? Yeah, I think I can. Yeah. I, I try not to, but sometimes it sneaks in. It's the one thing that I think all human beings have in common, unless they're Superman. Yeah. I, well, it's not one thing. It's one of the things that we all have in things. common. Well, and I think, um, you know, the Bible says to only take today's cares, not tomorrow's cares mm-hmm. um but that's a real challenge you know especially for those of us that are real thinkers and like to think about things what are you plan. trying to say of those of us that aren't well i'm just saying that dumb people don't worry is that what it no, is no i'm just saying that some people are more here's a little song for the smart people <laughs> not the dumb some... ones who don't oh, sorry. well some people worry, are more what i mean is some of us are more introverted be clueless. And I think the people that are more introverted are more like deep thinkers. and Whatever. And some people are more extroverted and mm-hmm. just are like, right. oh, let's throw around daisies and dance around. And, okay, I don't yeah. believe any of what you just said, so there. 
Okay, so the fact is that we live in a world where we come into contact with some pretty scary stuff. We live in a different world than we used to. I think back in the old days, back in the old days when I took my Geritol, when we walked to school in in the snow barefoot, both ways, um, there was, there, I don't know, there was different things, different, uh, how do I say it, different societies worry about different things. Mm-hmm. And so back in the old days, people worried about, you know, where they were going to get their next meal as far as Getting, if, were, were they going to be able to hunt. Yeah. Getting enough or, food for the winter. In the sixties, people or... were were worried about nuclear war. Well, I remember even in the eighties, I tried not yeah. to f- fixate on it very much. But remember the the, the Cold the, War. Yeah, the Cold War was going on, and the U.S. and Russia had like mm-hmm. hundreds of missiles pointed, pointed at each, each other. Don't and... fool yourself; they still do. <laughs> Shh! Don't tell me that. Well, anyway, <laughs> but anyway, you know there was different sets of worries, and as society and and the world goes on. We just have different things that we worry about. Some of them are base worries, and most of them, Jesus even addresses in the Bible about what not to worry about. Mm -hmm. So worry is something that really everybody has a tendency to do. To some degree. To to some degree. And I think today would be fun to to discuss the differences between worry and um, concern, because I think it's okay to be concerned about something. But when it slips into worry, just like as we heard in the in the song, you know, um, when you start to worry, it's it's it doubles it. In other words, you got a problem, and then you start to worry. That just makes it worse. Well, I think I think the difference between having a concern is that it's it's more um, more intellectual and not as um, heartfelt. Heartfelt. Well, well, like because worry can sometimes. Well, worry is a very close cousin to fear. Yeah, like that's what I'm trying to get to. Is that sometimes that can kind of capture grip your heart. Grip your heart. Fear make... does grip. That's why they say, "Has fear gripped you?" You know. Yeah. It really does. Sometimes when you go through a rough thing or something happens, or you get a bad report, mm-hmm. um, I know for me, I have to, I have to be concerned about, or I have to work on not having fear grip my heart or grab a hold of it yeah and and there's a, a difference because worry and fear can incapacitate incapacitate you i mean it can make you not be able to function whereas if you notice something is wrong and it concerns you you can be concerned you can, and you can research how to take care of it can, or yeah, what you can, who can help you take care yeah of it. you can find the answers and, and, and i just think that's the big, right. that's the biggest difference from worrying and concern i think worry is when you just let go and and you just let it overcome you and then it's not healthy at all for you. Concern, on the other hand, is something where you go and you research and you and you do something to see how you can get out of the concerns. How can you get the concern taken care of? And sometimes that isn't in your own means, but sometimes it's in you know trusting God or 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 having a doctor help you or or you know or a friend or you know. I mean, sometimes there's you you can't do it all on your own. Mm-hmm. I know I can't. I think that's one of the biggest things that's hard because. Um, Fear can grip somebody, but concerns can, can sometimes motivate you to do something that's good. Well, and I think the difference is um, being able to ask for help. Like you said, I, I just had something happen this week where I thought I had our, our homeschooling stuff all situated for the year. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, my daughter was motivated to get ahead and, you know, maybe just try out some of the lessons. Right. She starts school, what, a week? Well, well, when they hopefully. hear this podcast, it'll be the next day. But, <laughs> hopefully uh, tomorrow when you hear this. Right, but right. we're waiting on one little thing. Right. But anyway, 
she decided to be motivated and get ahead. Well, we had a little issue because she her last laptop died, and so we mm-hmm. had to get a new one this summer. Mm-hmm. And um, her older software that I'd bought for the boys... We paid for half her laptop, and she paid for the yeah. other so she could get a nice one. But the software that's like... You know, four, Not very, very old. Yeah, it's four years old because we used it for Andrew when he was um, in 10th grade. And mm-hmm. he, anyway... Um, we tried putting, anyway, it didn't work with Windows 7. So we're going, um, what are we going to do? School starts in a week. And, well, from now, anyway. Long story short. Long story short, instead of totally freaking out, I Thinking asked, we might have to buy a completely new curriculum yeah, for $300. Cur- well, it's actually $400, $400 for the new set. Anyway, right. I called support a couple times, and we tried one thing, and then that didn't, didn't work, work. So we tried another. And, and that didn't work. Um, well, I called again. And um, we were able to fix the problem for $30 by just buying another application disk that works with Windows 7. There you go. So anyway, that that was one instance where, you know, I could have chosen to worry about it. But instead, I had a concern that needed to be addressed. And we called support <coughs> a couple times. I right. didn't, I, I actually didn't lose any sleep over it. But I'm not saying that I'm perfect on that all the time, but that's just one example that I actually handled fairly okay, I think. (laughs) Well, and and different people worry about different things. It really Mm -hmm. depends on your personality. Like, I've noticed that you worry more about money than I do, even though it concerns me. Mm -hmm. um, I just try not to think about it and and deal with it accordingly. I try to believe that... You know, we'll get a good donation come in or or I'll have a project that I can work on to make some money or I'll get some business from this or that and we'll be able to pay for stuff. You, on the other hand, have a, a harder time with it. Yeah. I I like, you know. But I your think, personality, I think any any lady's personality, well, this may be wrong, but yeah. I think a lot of times uh, in a relationship that the uh, the wife has a tendency to be, she wants to feel secure. And I think. Yeah, I think women, we like security. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me when we were praying about whether we should leave full-time pastoring. Mm-hmm. Um one of the things that was a big challenge for me was we had a regular paycheck coming in every Well, it's still a challenge. And I mean, we're having a, a, so, rough, a rough time right but now. But to even make to even make that decision, okay, do we step out on faith and and do this podcast and whatever else God puts in our lap, um, where we weren't going to have a regular paycheck, and so far. You know, we haven't been um, behind on bills. We're able to no, pretty much. We're well, behind now. <laughs> yeah, but we're, yeah, but we're keeping. We don't have any bill collectors calling. We're right. still paying payments on things on time, and mm-hmm. you know, even if we can't pay the whole thing off, we're yeah. paying. You know, so it could be worse. And um, but but that is a challenge. I think as a wife um, and a mother, you, you like some security financially. And, yeah. And we're living by faith now. So it is a challenge. It is. It is. But different people worry about different things. Um, a lot of people um, have, I mean, everybody kind of worries about money a little bit, but not, oh, well, let's just go to Facebook and Twitter because okay. we asked the question, um, what do you have a tendency to worry about? I have those up on Facebook. Do you and want I, me to start well, while I've got you some look tw- up Twitter? I already have Twitter right here. Okay. So. And so I asked that question, what are some of the things that you um, have, a tendency. have a tendency to worry? And um, Sue from New York said, uh, do you really want me to answer that? 
between my little bit of OCD and my anxiety, it's everything. Mm. <laughs> However, we're going to read something from Sue that she sent to me um, that is actually a very, very good war or tool against worry. It's mm-hmm. a very, very good thing that she um, had in a devotional. And then she had this idea. She jotted it in her notes. And that is what uh, one of the keys is that we're going to talk about in a moment. So, okay. Sue, thank you for that. Adam say, says, naggy issues at work. Whether or not people like me and what they are thinking about me, whether or not I did something right, and the future. Mm-hmm. That can that definitely can be some pe- things that people worry about. Um, here's one that says uh, from our butterfly Amanda says, she worries about friendship because I want to be liked and respected all the time, and money because living is expensive and I want to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. So um, we understand yeah. medical bills and all that kind of jazz too. It gets, you know, you got to pay them and mm-hmm. sometimes that gets a little crazy. But uh, yeah. yeah, we understand people worry about that. I got another one from my friend uh, Joe up in Canada. He says, money, 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 money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Sarah says, my health. I always worry I'm going to get cancer and will die and leave my husband alone. I think I worry about it because it just seems like everyone in the entire world is getting cancer. So I feel like it's just a matter of time for me sometimes. It's so mental, I know, and I'm working on it. Yeah, I I think that's a concern for everyone, especially living nowadays. Uh, People can worry about that. How about this one? Uh, My friend Wayne says, uh, security. Not sure why. Hmm. Not sure why he worries about security. And my other friend Daniel says uh, on Twitter, uh, the possibility... Of impossibility, failure, or inability in general, I guess, when it comes down to my dreams. Mm. Boy, that's one shared by many, many people. Yeah. Hope says, I worry about money. It's not my job in our family, but I sometimes feel very panicky about whether a bill has been paid or not. Ah. I just try to calm myself and redirect my thinking. It's the pits when it happens in the middle of the night, so I can't get back to sleep. Oh, yes, we know that. Yes. Um, Steve says, I worry about time. There is either never enough or too much of it, and it can't be refunded. Mm. I thought that was a really interesting insight. Yes. Um, Molly says, money to pay bills and losing my eyesight early because I have cataracts 20 years early. Ooh. That is a little scary, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Michelle says, I worry that I'm not spending enough quality time with my children. Sure, I'm a stay-at-home mother, but I worry that I'm washing dishes or doing laundry and my kids are playing in the next room without me. I don't want them growing up with little to no memories of just being silly with them. Aww. And, I mean, as a mom, don't you? did you have those worries? Um, sometimes. Um, I think but the all... longer you were a mom, the less you worried about that, didn't you? I think, I think sometimes... Um... It can just get overwhelming with all the things that a mom needs to do. Sure. Um, But but, I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Uh, Alan says, with all I have going on with my health and family and so on, I am remembering to be Jesus. um, Am I remembering to be Jesus to those I come in contact with? Even when 
my gut tells me to punch them in the face. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's he. I guess he's, he's trying to say is he is he living a you know in a good example of a Christian even right. to people who annoy him. Right. And um, yeah, uh, we're we're going to be talking about a key a key to combating worry. Um, addresses what he just said. Okay. Exactly. So, Mary says, I've had great faith for a lot of things, like health, provision, the forgiveness of sin, and eternal life in heaven. It's the little things, like crossing the street in England, that keep me awake at night. Here's, um, here's its look, oh, here, it's look left, right, and left. There, it's look right, left, right. Twice, um, Her daughter. Merrily. Is yeah. it Merrily? Merrily pushed me back from the front of one of those huge buses. <laughs> oh, wow. It, you know, that's one culture shock that could be um, devastating if you don't look the correct direction, I guess. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. I'm glad your daughter kept an eye out for you. We were watching Leverage the other night, and they were, one of the guys was driving on the wrong side. They were in London, so he was driving on the wrong side of the street, and the guy kept telling him, the other side, the other side. <laughs> Oh, I would so take a bus if I was in London. Yeah. Okay. Um, of course, you don't want to get run over by one. Um, <sighs> Tiffany says, I'm a little OCD. I have a touch of anxiety issues thrown in there, so I can get neurotic at times over things that shouldn't matter. I worry about cleaning, health, mostly her, uh, sons. her sons, work, money, friends, whether or not people like me. Um the list goes on and yeah. on and on. Right now, I'm worried about Ale- um, her son's cousin and my friend's kids, who are both two months two months younger than her son, and are crawling while he's not. I know it's not a big deal because he scoots around and gets where he wants anyway. That's all kids do it different. Yes, but um, he doesn't crawl. He pushes himself around on his legs and doesn't use his arms much. Um, he always wants to be on his feet, though, standing, so I don't know. Maybe he'll officially, um, never officially crawl and just scoot walk. Yeah, our son Nathan didn't really crawl, he walked. Yeah, he walked at like 10 months and didn't crawl. He skipped the crawling, and mm-hmm. people were like, yeah. oh no, they won't learn to read but, if they don't crawl, and he was reading at like <coughs> three and a half, so. Well, but what Tiffany know. says is totally normal for a mom. Oh, yeah. We were talking, we were listening to our friend Jen talk a little bit about what she worries about now and it's so different than it was because when you become a mom you just there's just something in you that is you're concerned for your children's well-being mm-hmm. and, and if, that can be worried if they're developing on time yeah, and all this yeah. and you know it just so you know i've raised three kids they've all been different and they've all grown up yeah. <laughs> so. joseph says um what does he worry about on a day or 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 what is something that he has a tendency to worry about on a daily basis? Just about everything that comes into my mind. But hey, that's what medication is for, right? <laughs> <Okay>. LOL. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I guess there are some medications for some of that. Hey, here comes the recycling truck just on oh, time. Yeah. 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 So Timothy says, I try not to worry, <clears throat> but I do worry about my future, I suppose. Um, why? Well, it's what's to come. It's unknown. And, it's only natural, really. I tend to try not to not worry about it. No reason to worry about something that hasn't happened yet. Live without fear. Good advice. And, and that is something we're going to talk about. That's one of the things that Sue said. Mm-hmm. And we'll get there in a moment. But uh, Lisa says, I worry about not making good enough memories for my children because I only get this one chance. 
what if I don't do it good enough? Again, very common for a mom. For moms. I guess yeah. we moms. Yeah. I, 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 w- I wish guys would w- not say worry about it more, but be more concerned about it. Because it seems that the ladies are more concerned about making sure their kids have good memories. Yeah, I was always the one that was a champion. Let's make sure they play soccer if they want. Let's do this. I was like, forget it. Yuck, you, yuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, What does Heather say? Heather says money. You got to have it to live. Uh, Unfortunately, she's very true. And yeah, that is really easy to worry about. Yeah. Um, Al and Joyce uh, from the Mouse, uh, Tales of the Mouse House Mm -hmm. podcast uh, wrote, My Health. So yeah, sometimes a lot of people actually worry about our health, uh, their health. I, I, me included. Yeah, I worry about it sometimes. But you know, I, I sometimes it's not good. I mean, I don't want to say worry about it, but it's good to be concerned about it if you see warning signs. Yes, so well, we'll get to. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Okay. So okay. What does Simon say? Simon Meds. says, um, says time. I look at my writing schedule and think I don't have enough time. Then I look at my wife and daughter and think. That time is going so fast. I need to take full advantage of what time um, we're spending. Of that time. Of that time spending it together. Then I think. No, it's not booger, dear. It's bugger. Then I think bugger. Okay. I've just sent two. Um, sent... I wanted to say booger. That's how we say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, booger only has one G, dear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you going to keep going there? I said I spent... Um, I just spent. Two it's, minutes yeah. um, writing. Writing this. But it's... I'm lost. Can you not but read this? It's for you. I'll let it pass, LOL. In other words, he just <laughs> spent two minutes writing that comment and, yeah, and uh, of, yeah, talking about the time. writing you know. on his... But yes, I, I, I agree, uh, Meds. A lot of people worry about time. Yes. Michelle says, I worry about being late. I hate being late to anything, although I have started to try and relax. And if I'm late, I just trust that God has a reason for it. LOL. I have a tendency, I don't like being late either. We have it. We have a son that's way that way. Way that way. OCD get, late. Uh, he'll get there half an hour early to uh-huh, everything. Uh-huh. And, and drive us nuts trying to get us there half an hour early. Yeah. What does Jen worry about? Jen says, I've been worrying about my son, now five weeks old. I didn't realize what a worry factory he'd be when Dave and I were first talking about having a baby. I worry about whether he's breathing at night. I worry about his runny nose. I worry about if he's eating enough, etc., etc. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when we had children... Um, there's the recycling yeah, truck or the garbage rec- truck. But, um, but there were some things that... Like I told, like we talked about, I sometimes get more concerned about finances, and mm-hmm. and it seemed like when our kids were babies, you got more concerned about some of the things. I was more laid back, kind of a. But yeah, but your personality is way laid back compared to mine. I mean, World War Three could be happening in the house, and you're like, <laughs> "What's for dinner?" I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "Ah, shut up!" Yeah. And but, she's like, um, "Mellow." I remember. Oh, I remember cool, our first calm, baby collected. was making these little snorky sounds when he was sleeping I was, as a I baby, couldn't and sleep. he was like, "Is he okay?" Is I made okay? you call the hospital. She calls the hospital and says, "All right, she's like fine. I'm worried, sick." And she's like, "Is it is it normal for the baby to make these noises?" <laughs> makes these noises over the phone to the nurse and she's like yeah you know it's normal they make snarky noises it's fine i don't remember calling the hospital but in the I middle of the night you were nervous about it and, and then I, if he slept really quiet i was worried that he wasn't alive anymore and so we, sometimes i'd wake him up 
Yes, that explains a lot. Anyway. So now I know. The second child, when Andrew was, hey, whatever, make all the noise you want. Don't make all the noise you want. He was fine. Yeah. And by the third one, I didn't even care. <laughs> You're so great. I didn't. Anyway, um, I, I guess Catherine I... was fine. She was fine. I had lots of nephews. I'd leave her out in the yard for hours. No, She'd just entertain herself. Yeah. She'd roll around on the grass. Play oh. with the butterflies. Um, I had a lot of nephews and nieces, so I was a little bit more laid back with my babies than you were, but you got more laid back, but, you know, kind of. You used to make me follow We better keep going. Around. Gin- okay. Ginger says, lots of laugh. This one is easy. Everything. Okay. <laughs> Lester says, everything. everything. <laughs> Mark says, nothing. <laughs> I that so was we have everything, everything, and then nothing. <laughs> and then Mark quotes uh, Job 3.25, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. He says, worry is the enemy I refuse to cater to. What does Harry say? Harry says, why worry? It's nothing more than a waste of time and energy. Amen. Angela responds to Jen. At Jen, worrying about kids is like the most completely normal thing ever. It just means you are doing good. For myself, I worry about really silly things that never end up being as bad as I think they will be. There's a really interesting key. That is Mm -hmm. something that a lot of people will worry about things that don't ever happen. Yeah. And um, the old adage, I don't know if you've heard it before, but um, fear is the acronym false evidence that appears real. Mm-hmm. F-E-A-R, false evidence appears real. And a lot of times uh, fear is really what makes us worry more than more than we should because what really is going to happen is way less, like me going to get my blood drawn. I just, I'm scared to death of that. Last time I went, which was a few weeks ago, to get my results and everything for my tests, um, I walked in, I was all anxiety, worried about it, sat down, and I never even felt her take it. And she goes, well, I'm done. And I'm like, I worried about nothing. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. So what does Jude say? Jude says, I worry about whether or not my husband will make it home safe from Iraq because my nephew didn't. Mm, That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Yep. I I understand. Um, Dave says, Mark, I like your answer. Worry is, is the distrust of God for your life. I'm concerned about many things, but I don't let it disable my life. Oh, dear. Did I just break a nail? <laughs> yeah, that's so Dave. Dave is hilarious. But, you know, Dave He's has a-, a really good point. It's a difference between worry and concern. Mm-hmm. Worry grips your heart with fear. Concern motivates you to do something about it. Well, and you don't want to be in denial. To no- that's right. You don't want to notice a problem and then, and then ignore not, it. not deal with it. I know I'm, I'm king of denial. So, yeah, it's Cleopatra who's yeah. the queen. Yeah, but I'm the king. Yeah, so you don't want you don't want to be in denial because sometimes people will kind of get religious and say, "Oh, I just have faith," and mm-hmm. and meanwhile they don't try to do anything in their circumstances, like try to get a job or try to you know. Well, here's do an interesting thing for their health. Here's or an something. interesting perspective. Mark commented again and said, "Thanks, Dave. You know." That statement Job made is profound. That which I fear and I dread has will come upon me. So I choose to follow Solomon's charge to fear God and keep his commands, for this is this is man's all. 
Um, he says, it's all part of bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And if I do have concerns about anything, I cast my care upon him, for he cares for me. Now, what he's doing is he's he's quoting a bunch of different scriptures here mm-hmm. that really make a lot of sense when it comes to combating worry. And then, and then he says, I am anxious for nothing because through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I let my request be named, made known to God that automatically leads to peace of mind. Now, we're going to talk about that in a little less... Um, King Jamie way. Yeah, uh, but I think Mark has hit on something here. Instead of being in denial, he knows that the problem exists, but he chooses to believe that God's going to give him the power to deal with it. And he casts that care on God and says, you know, what do I have to do to get take care of this? Well, and it's interesting because there have been a lot of scientific studies done um, about people who actually pray, mm-hmm. that people who pray, that their health will improve and get better, mm-hmm. and um, well, it can help their blood pressure, can help a lot of things if you take time to pray. And and that is what he's saying, taking the care off of you, the worry off of you, and giving it to God. Which is Which is, you know, for some of the people listening, you may not have a relationship with God. You may not pray or anything like that and so i guess our suggestion is um if you really want to kill worry if you want to wage war on worry one of the best things to do is to believe in god Mm -hmm. well and it's really interesting to hear what jesus said about worry Mm -hmm. because he has some really interesting insight and then i i believe uh is it apostle paul that also talks about worry now and and the apostle paul had a, a very interesting life he had some pretty hard stuff happen to him and and he at the same time had faith in God, and so it's interesting to learn from him kind of what mm-hmm. what he has to say too. So we're going to read a few things that Jesus said about worry and what Apostle Paul said about worry from the Bible, and we'll comment on those uh, right after a quick break. We'll be right back after this. And by the way, thank you everybody for your comments on Facebook and Twitter. We really appreciate it. it makes this podcast so much better because we get to hear from everybody on what they think. So stick around. We'll be right back. as many of you know, we do the Take Him With You podcast absolutely free of charge every week. Yep. Not only do we do our podcast on Sundays that come out, and we uh, I think we're up to podcast number 84 now, but we also do a midweek booster where we read scripture every single week as well. Yep. We do that free of charge, and we ask if people feel it in their heart, if they get something out of our program, that they would help us out a little bit with a uh, donation to the podcast. We've set it up so that you can give through PayPal, so you can use your credit card or your debit card or whatever, and just send it right over the net. Um, and it's really easy. You just go to takehimwithyou.com, and you click on the Donate button, and it gives you – you can either sign up to do a monthly thing or just a one-time gift, and it really, really helps out. Uh, we've got a new album project. In fact, um, I had someone give 100 dollars towards the album project just the other day so now we only need 300 more dollars and we can put out the new um mw orbit project which is the new instrumental album that i'm working on Uh, that would be very appreciated if anybody wants to help with that but we really need monthly donations to keep this program coming to you every single week and keep the quality up and even get even more cool stuff as time goes on so Mm -hmm. if you find it in your heart we would really appreciate it wouldn't we aim we sure would. It would be a big blessing to us. So. And don't don't be afraid. I mean, if it, if you only can spare five or ten bucks, that really helps. Because if we had a whole bunch of people, we have, you know, what thousands of programs downloaded in a month. If you know, if everybody gave five or ten dollars, we'd have more than enough to take care of everything. So, mm-hmm. so thank you for considering that. And uh, let's get back to the program. 
Alrighty. Thanks again. www.takehimwithyou.com. Click on the donate button. And thanks, everybody who gives. We really, really appreciate it. Okay, so when we last left off, we were talking about, we were going to talk about what Jesus says about worrying. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we've already established what people worry about and the fact that worry and concern are different. Um, but they can very quickly, concern can become worry if we don't watch it and we and if we let fear grip our heart. Mm-hmm. So our key here is trying not to let fear grip us. And remember, we said fear is false evidence appear that appears real. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us will get worried and, and concerned about things that really aren't even true. Yeah. And a majority of our time, we can spend worrying about things that might happen instead of what's really the truth. The what ifs of life. Yeah, what if. So, okay, here's what Jesus has to say. I thought this is interesting. Um, in Matthew chapter 6 in the Message Bible, uh, verse 19 through 24, here's what it has to say. This is fascinating section of scripture. Don't turn the podcast off because we're going to read scripture because this is really a key to what um, to combating worry. And if you have any worry in your life, you want to just knock that thing upside the head and, and tell it to stop it, here's what you can... You, this is some great wisdom here. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, it's coupled... I mean, a lot of times scripture will be read like one, like one verse and then everybody talks about that around it. I want to read this in context. So I'm going to read um, a, a few verses in a row because I think it's important to not take what's being said by Jesus out of context. So let me let me back up to verse 19 in chapter 6. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Very interesting um, statement that Jesus makes. And he does it because he knows that most people worry about things and money. Mm-hmm. And he makes that statement so that everybody realizes, look it, don't get so worked up about the things that are on this earth. Be more concerned about you know, what, what's going on um, for eternity. And, and really interesting how he addressed that right off the bat. Don't care about treasures. Don't store them up here on earth. But, you know, where, where it can get destroyed or get hurt and then you experience that pain and that loss from losing your things. Um, and then he makes this really interesting statement, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is a big key because mm-hmm. whatever we value the most, we care about the most. We think about it. We do things for it. Mm-hmm. And so if our treasure is in the things we own and the bills we have to pay, then guess what? We will be very concerned, but that's where our heart will be. Our focus. And I've heard it said oftentimes that you can check your, your register in your checkbook or in your bank account and see where your money goes, and that will tell you where your heart is. Mm-hmm. That, that what you spend the most money on, what you think about the most, what you do the most, is really what you care about the most. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people can say, well, yeah, I'm not my credit card, but, you know, what did you buy with that credit card? 
You know, I'm not talking about like those kind of bills. I'm talking about what did you spend your money on? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And a lot of times we come up spiritually bankrupt because our heart hasn't been into God at all. We haven't acknowledged him. We've been doing our own thing, our own pleasures, our own wants. And as a result of it, we are miserable people because where our treasure is, our heart is too. And when your heart is in an inanimate object mm-hmm. or or a drug or alcohol or whatever, or another person sometimes... Um, that only leads to stress and, and problems mm-hmm. and worrying. Yeah. When you, when people get obsessed with, with something, I mean, the Bible says, let your moderation be known to all men. It's mm-hmm. not wrong for you to like sports or to like... Well, and it's not wrong to own know, things. Or to have things. But, it, but, but it's bad when things own you. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it, it goes from moderation to And I understand what that's like. And I... I I spend my time, I get really cranked up over computer things that happen that go wrong, and I get all worried about it, and it's, it's ridiculous, because what I do is I spend all my energy worrying about that than, than fixing it. Yeah. And it's just, it's really interesting how that works on a human being. Okay, so he goes on and he says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And then he says... No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Mm-hmm. Now, he says this whole statement, and it's very true. And then he says this. Now, this is really interesting because if you look at most of our worries, the root of our worries are most of the time financial or about things, not about people. Now, but that's, I mean, that's not across the board, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Then he says, therefore, because so, when it says therefore, you always have to look and see what it's, it's there therefore. for. So therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Now, isn't that an interesting concept? So Jesus sets this up and he says, Look, at. I think everybody's very materialistic here. You're worrying too much about what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear and what you're going to, you know, all this different stuff. And he says, you know what? The birds don't worry about it. They just eat because God mm-hmm. provides for them. You know, how much more important than you are, are you than a bird? Mm-hmm. And then he says a real key, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And the answer to that is no one. No one by worrying, by getting all upset, can do really anything about their situation. It only causes stress it only causes your body to react in a, in a bad way. It only causes heartache when we worry, and Jesus knows that. So he addresses this whole this whole thing of um, of materialism and the the interesting thing that we as human beings worry about things that really God can take care of for us. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, and I think I think when we think about verse twenty four, you cannot serve God and money. Another scripture says um, <coughs> Excuse me. that the love of money is the root of all evil. Um, you know, because God, you know, Jesus even said they showed him some some gold coins and they said, what, should we pay our taxes to Caesar? And he said, render unto Caesar what Caesar's. And when, you know, it's like, well, use the money. And to, to what God is God. Yeah, use the money to do what you need to do with it. But 
Don't love it. Don't worship it. Don't worship the money. And usually it's because money buys you power or, or gets you health or, you know, it's just, it's basically money really, if you love it, then it really, it becomes your God. Mm-hmm. And and God wants to be our God. Yeah. So very interesting that he says this. And then he says, you can't add a single hour to your life by worrying. And then he says, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And Solomon was a guy that was he, he was the of, richest man yeah. on earth ever. Yeah. And he owned he could dress in anything he wanted. He was fancy. He could wear all gold. But he and says he, not he not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like a lily in the field. And it's totally true. Their flowers are beautiful. Yeah. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Here's again, faith comes into mm-hmm. to action. So then he says, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or where shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows you need them. Now, this is really interesting. He addresses other religions. He, he addresses people that don't have any religion mm-hmm. at, or any type of faith in God at all. So he brings faith into the factor. And then he says, um, don't run around craving all these things that other people do because, you're, because God or he, your Heavenly Father knows what you need before you even ask him. And then it says, but, or Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom, or and a kingdom simply means the realm in which the king is in charge of. So seek first what God is in charge of and his righteousness. And what is righteousness with God? Right standing with him, being right with him. And that only comes from just saying, God, I need you in my life and I want to serve you. It's not anything we can do. It's who we are in him. I mean, we have to give our lives over to him. And then, so it says, for, uh, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't that interesting? So what Jesus is saying here, which I think is just fabulous. I mean, it just it just opens up so many things for us that if we'll concern ourselves instead of seeking the big paycheck, if instead of seeking the big all these different things, if we'll concern ourselves with being right with God and doing what God has planned for our lives, then all these things, it says all these things will be added unto us. In other words, he knows our needs and will provide for us if we trust him. Well, and some things um you can't buy. I mean, like peace of mind nope. and nobody, um, nobody's joy. got that in a bottle or a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, they I mean, you try get, to. You can get drunk and you get high and you can avoid your problems for a while, but they all come back. Probably worse. <laughs> but that that's why yeah. it's so important when we put our faith in God. He's the only one that can give us peace of mind. He He's the only one that can take and... that anxiety away and settle and calm. I know when I was going through that health scare, I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do, and so I just decided, well, I'm just going to cry out to God because. I don't. I mean, I can pay all this money. We can do all these tests, but I. I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what I, how I'm gonna deal with it. And, um, ta-da! It you know, crying out to God is really the key. Mm-hmm. It really, really helps. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? So, so I think right there, what Jesus says is very pertinent. Tomorrow will t- care about itself. Why are we so concerned about things? Why are we so worried? So basically, that's the the number one thing we would say to combat stress and worry in our lives is to give it over to God. 
That's the first thing that we we mm-hmm. recommend. Now, even if you're not a you know if you're not a church goer or if you just you don't think you're a Christian or whatever, if you believe in God, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. And and you know just by saying I know a lot of people who are just coming into the faith and just coming to know God and stuff. If they just they can just take their their worries just like I have, just like Amy does, mm-hmm. and you can just give it over to God. And you know it really isn't hard. You just say, Lord, I don't know what to do in this case. God, I'm asking that you would just take this and I'm giving it to you to help me with because I can't do it on my own. Well, and one practical way I brought up to you during the break Mm -hmm. is even if you're not used to like praying out loud or, you know, even praying in your head, sometimes it's real helpful just to write out a prayer and Mm -hmm. just like you would write a letter to God Mm -hmm. and say, Dear, Dear God, God <laughs> yeah, I'm really concerned. Write an email about, to God and yeah. send it to yourself, or yeah. send it to God at heaven.com. <laughs> Is there a heaven.com? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Anyway, but write out I a should letter. Get that. Write out a letter to God, and you know, a, doing a journal or you know, getting your thoughts out, getting your thoughts out, and writing and with the intent, ex- purpose of, of giving, of him giving to it God. to God. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like he can't. I mean, he's big. You know, he can handle it. Especially if there's things that are keeping you up at night, mm-hmm. it's really helpful to have a little and, journal by your bed, a yeah. notebook that you can just write a little prayer out. Say, okay, God, I gave you this concern that I have about this and this no. and this. And then you say, I'm trusting and you. And I'm trusting you. I'm. Please help me. Then close your notebook. I need wisdom. And go to sleep. Yeah. You know? It, so that's, that's the first practical tip. The yeah. second one, our friend Sue had this really great devotional that she read and she sent it to me. And then she wrote this really cool thing in the margin. Here's what it says. It says, our 10-year-old son, Stefan, this is the devotional she sent, uh, was dreading the first day of school. The new teacher had a reputation of yelling at all the children in her class, and Stefan hated yelling. Sure enough, he returned from his first day of school devastated. Did she yell at you? We asked. No, his bottom lip quivered. But she will. I suggested that he made an effort. Perhaps she wouldn't. If he made an effort, that perhaps she wouldn't. I pointed out that if he didn't try, he would he would certainly annoy her, and then it would be a tough year. I concluded with a question, so what's it going to be? He went up to his room crying. Then I know it's going to be a terrible year. Um, we often look back and laugh at this incident. Stefan grew to love that teacher, and she had no need to shout at him. It wasn't such a terrible year after all. And then it goes on to say, Paul faced persecution and hardships, yet he learned to look past his problems to God, or look past his problems to a God who was greater. He believed that God would use his problems to being about something good. Um, says, I often face situations that I dread. I too need to remember that no problem is too big for God. I need to look beyond the problem and keep my eyes on God. God can turn it out or turn it around for good. And then the prayer that they wrote at the end of the devotional was, Lord, I'm sorry for the times I expect bad things to happen and forget to trust you. Help me to look beyond my problems and remember that you are watching over me. In Jesus' name, amen. And that was from Shirley M. Corder from Western Cape, South Africa. Now, here's what Sue wrote at the bottom in her margins. And she goes, apparently, the thing I always think back about this devotional is what I wrote in the margin. Weird. I was convinced it was part of the text. Smiley face. Um, and what she said is, how often do the things I worry or the things we worry about the most? Let me try it again. How often do the things we worry the most about actually come to pass? Mm-hmm. 
What a fabulous way to look at it. She, when I was going through those the health scare, she twittered that to me, mm-hmm. and I it brought me a lot. I just went, wait a minute. You know, I don't even have the results of the test yet. Mm-hmm. Why am I all worked up about something that may not even happen? Well, and and she, I remember you didn't even want to take the test because what if they found something? And yeah. I, I remember saying to you, you know what? If they do find something, which we're praying they didn't, but if they did find something, then you could deal with it. Then, then hopefully they found it early, so we can take the steps we need to get rid of it. You right, know, right? And um, you know, sometimes you just have to go well. But didn't she? Doesn't she have a great point? Yeah. How many times do we, as human beings, worry about something that may not even ever happen? Yeah, quite and, a bit. And then, so what does that mean? That means instead of taking the time I could be to getting healthier, mm-hmm. I was. I was sick to my stomach thinking mm-hmm. about what could happen. Mm-hmm. That's not faith. That's fear. Well, and, and, we, I, and I don't yeah. see anywhere where we are supposed to live our lives in fear. Well, and we script a, uh, we script, <laughs> we skipped a scripture passage up above. Yeah, because we're running out of time. But um, look at our newsletter because I Well, you can read actually, part of it if you want. I actually what put part? this. Um, I'll just read the. Well, what, yeah, and it, the gist of it is what we dwell on. It says, you know, basically in Philippians chapter 4, it's in our newsletter 4 through 9, basically telling us, you know, put our things about and um, fix our thoughts on heavenly things, on good things. What's what has what's noble, what's authentic, what's compelling, what's gracious, what's the best, <coughs> not the worst. Instead of thinking about the worst thing that could happen, why don't we think about the best thing? What's beautiful? Focus on what's beautiful, not what's on ugly. Think about things that are worthy of praise instead of things that you want to curse about. Well, do you remember that cartoon? Um, I don't know if it's called Gulliver's Travels or something like that when we were kids. And they had that one character that he was like, it'll never work. It won't ever happen. It was like the Debbie Downer character. Well, I'm thinking of Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore. Eeyore, right. Eeyore Eeyore's attitude. Like, it's though. always going to rain. Right, yeah. You, know? <laughs> you do a good imitation of Eeyore, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it sounded pretty good. Well, yeah, I listened to lots of Winnie the Pooh when but the kids e- were little. Eeyore faith is not good, and neither no. is the you know, guy that's always talking about it. it's never going to work. So, a lot of times we cause our own stress and our yeah. own thing, we, and we'll worry about things when we don't. We're not giving them over to God. Mm-hmm. And I love what Sue said there, and I think that's a real key. How often do the things we worry the most about actually come to pass? And the answer is. Not, not very often. Not very often. And, you know, and if something does happen that's bad, the Bible says to thank the Lord in all things because you can believe well, that something yeah. good can come out of even a bad situation. Well, and I remember my the counselor that I went to for a long period of time uh, gave me a great exercise to do. And, and she was a Christian counselor, so mm-hmm. she, of course, gave, you know, biblical advice. She said, you know, do worst case, best case scenario. And that's to t- you take a piece of paper. And you split it down the middle, and on one side you say all the things, what are the things you're thinking, the extreme things you're thinking? Oh, I'm going to have cancer, I'm going to die. You write all those down. Then go over to the other thing and stop for a moment and just rationally think for a moment. Mm -hmm. Stop all the worry thing. And then write down all the best things that could happen. Oh, I might have an infection. Maybe it's it's nothing. Maybe I'm not getting enough sleep. And all of a sudden you realize, oh... I may be reacting too strong here. I'm I'm living by my emotions instead of by what's really going on. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not in reality. And most of the time you will come up with the fact that we are we are being too extreme. Mm-hmm. And and when you do that rational type of thing, what's the you know, worst best case, worst case. Yeah. And a lot of times if we start believing for and going towards the best case, our lives 
step mm-hmm. up in quality tremendously. It's a great way to war- wage war on worry. Yeah, is to think about the good things. Yeah. Um, the 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 third thing, and by the way, thank you, Sue, for sending that in. We really really appreciate that. Uh, number three, help someone else or encourage them, and get your mind off your own worries. A lot of times when we get so worried, we're really focusing on ourselves. We're not we're not being we're not being um, helpful to others. And a lot of times, if we'll go help somebody else, it takes our it takes our thoughts and our focus off of ourselves, and it lets us be selfless instead of selfish. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, really, if we think about it, a lot of the worry that we do it is just very self centered. You yeah. know, we're concerned about where are we going to be okay. And, yeah. You know, and I know sometimes we'll be concerned for other people and their families and stuff. But that's why we pray. But that's why we pray. And I, pe- I had a, uh, Tiffany asked me the other day, mm-hmm. uh, why do you why do you always ask people what you can pray for? Well, and I'll be honest, I I do it because number one, not a lot of people get prayed for. Yeah. And second, it's a good thing to do for people. It's to pray. And you know, the third thing is, um, it is. It is something that I can do. It doesn't cost money, cost time, mm-hmm. but I can pray and and it, there'll be some results in somebody's life. That's a mm-hmm. wonderful thing to be able to do is to trust God and to and to pray for someone. That's why I pray, mm-hmm. and it also helps me to not be so worried about my own things. Because when I pray for others, yeah. it's always it's like the water boy at mm-hmm. a football game. You watch a football game and they got the guy that's feeding the team water all the time or Gatorade or whatever. That kid never goes thirsty because he can get it to the water anytime he wants. Mm-hmm. And I want to be like that. I want to be someone who's right next to where, where it's happening, where God's answering prayers. Because then you never go thirsty. Yeah. And that's how I look at it. I don't... I, it's a it's something we we can all do for one another. We can pray for each other, and it gets our hearts off our own troubles, mm-hmm. and it it really helps to soothe that. And that's really an important thing. Very, very, very. Um, fourth thing. Um, you can recognize the difference between concern and worry, mm-hmm. and like we said at the very beginning of the show and all the way through, remember fear can grip your heart, and that's when worry starts. Mm-hmm. But faith, when you allow faith to fill your heart. That then can become concern that you can actually do something about. And you can yeah. bring it, like we said, we can bring it to God. Bring you it can to God talk and, to your friends or, or and whatever. And then you can ask God too, you know, God, I give this concern to you. But then you can also ask him, is there anything, God, that I should be doing? Or is there somebody in my life that can help me with yeah, this? Yeah, or should I be asking someone for help yeah. and absolutely, and not just let it paralyze you? Yeah. And then last but not least, as we conclude, we're going to play a song here in a moment. Um, trust God for the mo- for this very moment. Mm-hmm. Like live, you know. Sometimes I have to just trust God for every minute because if I'm worried mm-hmm. and I give it over to Him, it's easy to take back. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I have to go. Okay, I'm going to just live. I'm just going to concern myself today about not worrying about this. I'm just going to give it over to God. And the next morning I might wake up and it might be there again, going knocking at my door saying, "You're going to die" or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you again. Say, no, I'm not going. You live one day at a time. Some people live one day at a time. Some people live a few hours at a time. Some people live one hour. Some people live one minute at a time mm-hmm. because it can be very overwhelming. So just take it a day at a time. Or and a minute tr- at and, a time. <laughs> yeah, and trust God for the moment and for your future. Yeah. You know what? No matter what happens, if you believe in God, if you've accepted Christ into your heart, no matter what happens, even death, you're still going to be with God. Mm-hmm. And that's the faith and the hope that we all have as believers. And you know what? That really slaps death. It slaps pain. It slaps worry in the face when you realize, you know what? I'm going to be okay no matter what happens. 
I'm going to be with God. That is a very, very powerful force. Faith is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have faith that they don't even realize they have faith. But I say put your faith and your trust in God and, and you will win. Even if it doesn't look good, even if it comes out hard and, and goofy, eventually you are going to win. Yeah. What do you think? I think it sounds like a good plan. Okay. I Trust hope, God. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I hope we really helped everybody to wage a little war on worry. If you find yourself being negative, if you find yourself, you know, being down. Overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed. We just really encourage you to, to uh, put your faith in God. And uh, if you need prayer, please email us. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. You can get a hold of us at our Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash Rick.Moyer or Amy.Moyer. Um, you can also... Um, uh, go to our website and fill out the form, and you can get an email comment to us that way as well. And it's at takehimwithyou.com. Okay, we want to play a song. Okay. And this is an old song from the 80s. It takes, us, takes me back to when we were newlyweds. Yep, we saw yeah. these guys in concert. The guy that sang the big popular song, Butterfly Kisses, uh, he's the lead singer in this band called The Allies. They aren't mm-hmm. together anymore, but I thought they have they have a great song. I love the Butterfly Kisses song. Yeah. And by the way, it's a book too, a children's book. Yeah, well, anyway. It's a cute book. He used to be in a hard rock band called mm-hmm. The Allies, and this song is called Don't You Worry, and we'll play it as we end the program, and we'll just go into the extra. So I uh, hope you enjoy it, and um, let's pray. All right. Father, thank you for each and every person. We pray that you would continue to help us to have faith instead of to be in fear. God, if there's anybody out there that's into worrying and, and really is concerned about something so heavily that it's gripping their heart, we pray that you would be their answer, that you would come to them and help them in every situation. God, you are so good to us, and we want to thank you for that. Please, Lord, um, help us to be able to be in faith and not be in fear, and help us not to worry, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week on Taking With You. Oh, by the way, next week. Oh, we're going to do a special on back to school. Back to school. Back to school. You'll see what that all means next week. All right. Okay.
take him with you is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. All rights reserved. Copyright 2010. Love to hear from you. Email us, rick at takehimwithyou.com. See you next week. Don't worry. Be happy. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. and thousands of miles infested with monsters separate the companions from their last hope for salvation. And all the while, an unseen hand guides their every move. After the dawn comes the morning, but with the light comes the inescapable truth. The human race needs a miracle. Martians Are Here podcast. Available on iTunes and through the Martians Are Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set during filming of Season 4, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of The Guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evey, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information.